did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? All right, Survivors, Makeshift here. Welcome back to the Apocalypse Post. Today, we're going to be discussing a different kind of future. It's cyberpunk. And more specifically, the now two event, Old Neotropolis, which is a cyber slash sci-fi event from the same people that brought you Wasteland Weekend, the Wasteland Car Show, and the Wastelanders Ball. But while the Wasteland events might be celebrating the post-apocalypse, like right out of Mad Max, Fallout, and other titles that come after huge cataclysmic events, Neotropolis is based on a tech-heavy future, perhaps somewhat dystopian, but simply based on cyber over survival. It's costumes mandatory just like Wasteland, so it's fully immersive, but there's a kiloton of differences. And full disclosure, while I'm not a part of the staff for Neotropolis, I am the video crew lead for Wasteland Weekend, so... This is right off the Neotropolis website. Over 1,500 people transported themselves in full costume to the 2023 desert festival known as Neotropolis. A unique hybrid event, the five-day festival includes live bands, quest missions, DJs, laser tag battles, retro video gaming, hacking, camping, bartering, and selling of themed goods, sideshows, and burlesque, tricked out cyber cars, technology displays, food vendors, robot battles, complimentary alcohol, thanks to the BYOB event policy, and community bar services, costume contests, fully immersive interactive environments, and so much more. So that's what they say about the event, but let's talk about what it was really like to be gravity boots on the ground. And we'll dive in right after this message from the Wayward Communication Corporation. Leet, the most popular flavored drink from the Wayward Chemical Consortium. It's got water, high fructose corn syrup, and all the red 40 a life form is fit to drink. With an even 160 calories per serving, it nourishes the body and the mind. Leet, it's a drink! Okay, so joining me today is a couple future-faring friendos. Aaron, aka The Interpreter, dot dot dot, in space. Hello! <laughs> Hello! Thanks so Thanks much for, for coming back. Me. This is your second time on the show, right? Third time. <gasps> you had Ooh, me on Waterworld. Oh, that's right. Amazing. Yeah. Well, cool. Welcome back for number three. You're giving Tim Thank a you. run for his money. And for the first time on the show, we have Moses, a.k.a. Omega Red. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So the uh, you guys, this was both your second Neotropolis this year, right? Last year, I was a Neo Noob, correct? Yes. Uh, second time or two. Yep. And this was my first. So um, Welcome. Uh, th- thank you. I feel... I feel in good hands that you guys are here to show me the way. Yeah. Um, I so, will say the highlight of last year was calling every single person a neo-noob and not <laughs> having it be elitist. Or, I like that. Like, I had so much fun asking people, oh, is this your first time? <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, it was, what, it was really weird for me to um, to be asked if it was my first and say yes, because I'm so used to like, you know, going to Wasteland and just being like, ha, 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 am I new? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been at this way too long. You started um, Wasteland in what? 14? 2011 was my first. Oh, yeah. So that was everybody was new. Yeah. So appropriately, yeah. I missed the first Neotropolis just like I missed the first Wasteland. And, Magical. you know, you might say that I was a bit skeptical of both because <laughs> yeah. you never know with new events. You just never know. Yeah, they are can be intimidating, especially if it's definitely your first time to be to any event. I remember my first time at 
wasteland it was uh luckily i had people that i knew go there so i was able to like hey this is cool but right going to any event is definitely intimidating yeah and and i mean the fact that like you know wasteland world the guys behind wasteland weekend um put on this new event you know that they had a pretty good idea of what they were doing at this point being that they've been doing wasteland for 10 years plus plus other events too and a lot of the staff or uh, volunteer positions rolled over into Neotropolis as well. So a lot of the people that know what they're doing, check-in, command center, all of that stuff, it's not just wash, rinse, and repeat, but let's just put some Neo on it. <laughs> yeah, they're a very well-seasoned crew. And um, and speaking of seasons, <laughs> let's talk about the weather because I know that the build crew, they had cold weather all week while they were building and like Online before the event, it was all about, oh, God, it's going to be pretty cold. Like, bring your layers um, because the nights are going to be, like, frigid. Um, all the stories from last year, which you guys went to and I didn't, it was about how it was cold and night. rainy. Yeah, tell me about that. It, I think it was because thir- last year it was only Thursday to um, Sunday morning. It was a day shorter. Uh-huh. And I think I think it was Thursday night. We were about, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. We were doing – or the core was still open, but we're all hanging out. And all of a sudden, it just starts sprinkling, and we all look at each other. We're like, "No, no, what do we do? What?" Uh, and everybody's on their radios, like, "What? Okay, close the core. What do we cover up? Like running around, telling everybody, turn off your generators, turn this off, turn your power off, covering everything with plastic." Uh, Kaiju stayed open. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> yes. "Don't worry about it. We're fine. We have this." Yeah, we'll and work that. it out. Like, yeah. Uh, but it was a very different experience being out there and having it rain. I've been to off-season builds out there. I have never been, that was the first time I'd ever been on the property and have water come from the sky. And it was very new and weird. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily we didn't get that this year, but um, Omega Red. So you and I are in the Dukes of the Nuke at Wasteland Weekend. And um, we do have our Neotropolis like tribe name, uh, Infrared Scare, but we're not, we didn't really do the whole build like we normally do. No, no, so definitely. And what, how'd you feel about that? It's uh, refreshing because unlike our other event that we're part of, uh, the Dukes, where we have to be there early and spend so much more time prepping and making sure everything's good to go, this year with you and even last year, uh, it was simple. We just chose a spot and we parked the vehicles and we put up our tents and we were, okay, let's go have fun, you know? So, yeah. It's definitely a night and day kind of situation. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. And that that was the idea between um, uh, the the other tribe members that went for Infrared Scared. um, Shout out to Mongo and Valhalla who were there last year with us. Um, We just decided, you know what, let's let's just be attendees this first year at least. Let's see how it is to be an attendee because we haven't done it in in, at least for me 10 years now since I've been with – with the Duke. So it, 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 it is a, a completely different environment. Yeah. And when you are a, a tribe at Wasteland or a faction at Neotropolis, it comes with, you know, there's a little give and take, right? Because you do get, um, I don't, I don't want to call it VIP entry. It's just early entry in order to uh, do Work your build and, and get ready. 
Thank you. That's wow. so corporate. <laughs> That's very corpo. Um, but uh, but yeah, you get to go That's early and set entry. up. It's not early entry. It's a work access pass. Just that aspect of it. You're there to work. It's not a party. People are going to call it a party. It's to work. <laughs> And with that said, <laughs> with that said, interpreter in space, um, the build period of Wasteland is some of my favorite time. So I imagine a lot of that could carry over to Neotropolis as well, where, you know, you're, you're there with the people building the event. They're the most they're the most into it. They're the they're putting the most work behind it. They've they've already built characters and storylines and a whole bunch of stuff to bring to other people. Um, and so it, it can be a lot of fun to be in that environment with the people that are actually putting the whole thing together. But uh, I could be wrong, but my understanding is for Neo, the um, infrastructure itself, all that pallet racking and all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I know for Metablock, Mega Block One, um, the event builds that for right. them. So you just can't, like in my head, I haven't been a faction at Neo, but in my head, you come up, your infrastructure is built. You're just decorating. Right. And yeah. That sounds magical. That does sound great. Yeah. And um, we're going to get a little bit closer, a little bit more into like those differences, like the tribe versus the faction spaces a little bit later. But let's kind of start from the beginning, because here's something I have never experienced at Wasteland Weekend, uh, which was actually really cool to do. Uh, And uh, Omega Red, you were there with me. We went to the Midnight Line for the first time. Well, it was my first time ever being in the Midnight Line before the event. And I thought it was pretty cool. Was that your first time, Omega? It was my first, no, yeah, it was my first time at Neo, and I had done it once at, uh, for Wasteland as well. Oh, yeah? But, um, I've never done it. You've never done it? It's, <laughs> well, it depends who you're with and, and who you know, because I can see how for those who are senior and been there for either, whether it's Wasteland or... Um, Neo now that it's become it's it's a second year event now, people know each other. So if you know and you meet up with with a group, it's definitely fun. You you get to chat it up and remember what happened last time and what you expect and what you plan on doing for this event. Vice a new guy or a new individual coming in, it it it's, it can be a little bit um, lonely, you know, because they they don't know what to expect, who to talk to, or what's expected of them in the first place. So it's an interesting moment and it can be fun. Yeah. And I got to say, I think the midnight line was a bit shorter than, than wastelands typically is. And they crammed everybody up to the um, check-in booth as, as much as possible. So there was like a lot of people hanging out in that space, but back on the, the, what is it? Rose, Rosewood, Rosewood, Rosewood. Yeah. Back on Rosewood, which is the road that leads to the event. Um, it was all single file and they kind of pushed us off the road. So there's a little bit less action out there. Uh, but yeah, we did get sure. to walk in and like go check out the different groups that were huddled in that in that main like um, the it, I think it was three or four lanes three, wide. Three right? rows deep. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and so that there were a few the, people hanging out there. That was a difference. And one of the differences from uh, Wasteland and Neo for some reason. Um, Neo had all three lanes this time around. Uh if I remember correctly, Wasteland only has two lanes. So it's kind of like they definitely. I believe Wasteland since 2017, that one year, the horrible line. I think they've always had <laughs> the three lanes. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't know if they always have them open, but they've, yeah, yeah that the same as um, 
that part they they learned. <laughs> yeah, and, it definitely and, makes it a little bit more efficient for them because the yes. tighter those lines are, the less walking around that check-in crew has to do, going from car to car and saying all the all the news and um, you know they they told us you know the weather's good so the critters are out right. Yeah. Um, but then you also have to sign off your paperwork, show your IDs and tickets and the whole deal. So it just helps them to uh, not have to walk around so much. And they have security checking people in. I, I've experienced that, I think, Neil, last year for the first time, which I thought, or maybe it was Wasteland uh, 2021. But having security check you in and go over the, hey, we are a consent-based event. And yeah, just giving I like that. that. I'm like, I love this little edition. And they're like, oh, we know you're a veteran. I'm like, give me your spiel anyways. Like, Yes, please. I know you know me, but give me this remind. Like, just tell me. I don't not tell me. Don't assume. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah. Tell everybody. Doesn't matter who they are. Yeah, and um, you know, being at Wasteland for um, for Tuesday night, going into midnight, which is I I've kind of dubbed it Tribes Night. I don't know if you guys have heard that yet, but um, um yeah. yes, <laughs> I love yes. Tribes Night. But that's also the night that um, Adam, who is the was the art director. Yeah. Um, who's now retired and we're going to, we got an episode coming up with Adam really soon. Actually, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Um, but that was always his night to like light up the wasteland sign for the first time, get it on fire and it would poof and it would just, uh, it would, it would glow the entire desert because the flames were huge and he would time that out so that as people were showing up in the midnight line, you would see the flames coming off the front gates Mm -hmm. and you'd hear the cheers of the build crew that are, you know, 90% done with this event. And Neotropolis did have an equivalent to it, which was when you showed up in the midnight line, all the lights of, of Neotropolis were on and it was glowing pink and blue and green and red. And, uh, it was, it's a lot smaller than wasteland city, but Neotropolis City still put up this beautiful glow. And it was just like, oh, man, I can't wait to get in there. It's like looking at Disney World from the parking lot. It's just amazing. <laughs> and the the thing um, the with Neo is, um, unfortunately, the core, which would be the main stage for Wasteland, um, was covered up by, by Mega Block 1. But that was lit up, too, and you can hear the music. The DJs were kind of, like, prepping their, their systems and stuff like that. And as we were driving up, that was definitely one of the things that you could see as you were driving up is that big core core sign. And it's just like, hey, you're, you're almost there. You're almost yeah. there kind of situation. So. Oh, yeah, because when we were driving up, you have the angle to see past Mega Block. But then once you're in the final line, right. Mega Block's now blocking it. Oh, yeah, exactly. I didn't even pick yeah. up on that. But, yeah, that's a good point. All I'm hearing is that they need to lift the core sign higher for next year. Well, 100%. I mean, that's what I'm taking away from this. (laughs) Here's the thing I know based on uh, some church renovations that I've seen that scaffolding goes up, I don't know, maybe 100 layers. So there's a lot of of room for growth. I Maybe don't know safety-wise how high we're going to do it, or they're going to well, do it. But. Well, the higher you go, just the wider you go. That's the yeah. rule, you know? Well, at least so uh, extend a leg to the side, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it starts to lean, you know, it's dystopian. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um now, when it comes to the event layout, there are some real parallels to Wasteland. Um, interpreter. Tell me a little bit about how things are laid out at, at Neotropolis. 
Um, <laughs> so you're saying like parallel. I was thinking of the streets and I thought you were making fun of me for getting lost. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have dyscalculia, so I transpose numbers all the time. And having the streets be in numbers is just like gibber. Like it could be hieroglyphics. And I would probably understand were... those better than looking yeah. at the numbers. But uh, yeah, I only, I got on site on Friday, Friday to um, Sunday and mm-hmm. everybody was all set up. And so I couldn't find my camp. Just, just drove around for lunch. But I saw some beautiful faces. I saw both of your beautiful faces. Oh, Moses, yeah. We caught you driving the, by. Yeah. Omega, uh, hard cheeks. You were the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first face that I recognized that saw me and recognized me back. I but you didn't it. say anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I guess you don't recognize me. And then I heard no, my name. No, I recognized like, oh. I called I was, you out. I didn't hear you say anything. I just heard. Uh, I was like. (laughs) (laughs) I think your windows were up at that point. So they were. You might not have heard his. uh, And so I like backed up and I was like, somebody knows me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You might not have heard his gentle tenor. Probably. Yes. But what actually happened is I called your name out. But yes, your windows were up. So they probably you didn't hear me. (laughs) But Winter was hanging out with us. I heard her. And, <laughs> and she's the one that heard your name and she like whipped her head out and she's like, ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that's when you stopped and I'm like waving at you and you kind of saw me and then Winter was running out. So you just pulled up. But yeah. Winter I, and I, I are not, and not I- in love. So like I hear her voice <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yes. Hold. That's all right. <laughs> My heart's like, stop, back up, get closer. <laughs> Yeah. And then you're like, hey, where do I find this intersection? I'm like, I have no idea. And both of you who had been there for a while are like, no idea. I'm like, cool. I'll just drive around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll find it. The event's yeah. smaller, so you're good. Yeah, it's small enough this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the grid system was the same, but unlike uh, Wasteland, where all the all the street names are named kind of after into movie references. It's movie um, references, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like... These are numbers in one direction, but letters in another. Um, but then your intersection was like one and one, which made no sense to me no at all. No idea. I yeah. ended up finding it. That's Don't good. Don't know how, but. So it kind of makes sense to me. Um, just coming from Arizona, it's got a somewhat similar uh, situation grid layout where if you're going east and west, you're traveling on a numbered street and they go by increments of seven every mile and then if you're going mm-hmm. north and south you're traveling on a name name street and obviously those vary but it had somewhat of a yeah. similar grid for me so i was like okay i kind of understand it a little bit but yeah when it works it works really well um yes. And I thought I had it down because I was like, oh, just count one, two, three as you're moving away. But then I'm when sure the interpreter said one and one, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but but yeah, just like Wasteland Weekend, they did a really cool thing, which is there is the camping area and then there's mm-hmm. the theme zone. And there's a what is effectively a wall between general camping and the theme zone and um, a nice sign right in the middle that says theme zone costumes mandatory. So, you know, yeah. once you get in there, you had better be looking your Neo best. Um, and that's what really helps um, with the whole immersion aspect, right? Is yeah. once everyone's in costumes, this is not, we're not doing Renaissance fair where like, you know, a quarter of the people 
are, are acting like they're in the 1400s mm-hmm. and the rest of you are just, you know, gawking and laughing. You don't get to be a audience member at mm-hmm. a Wasteland World event. Everyone's in costume, um, right down to security and medical and staff. Uh, everyone looks like they're playing the part. And um, and it was no different at Neotropolis. Once you're in that city, everybody is from some sp- Base place. <laughs> There's neon somewhere on the person. Yeah, I like that too. Neon um, glow, everything just out yeah. there. Yeah, it, it's interesting because at Wasteland, the uh, the go to phrase is needs more dirt, right? But at Neotropolis, it's needs more lighting. So you could just yeah. throw yeah. like some L wire, which is, by the way, really cheap. And you just mm-hmm. throw a couple double A's in it and it's just, you click it on and you're done. Um, people would throw it in their hair or like lace, um, l- lace their shirts or their, or their leggings with it yeah, or, or literally just have it draped up with it. I'm like, genius. Yep. Yeah. And then I, there was some guy that um, had his name on the back of his jacket. He had um, glued it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, those of you who can't see, makeshift is pointing at himself yeah. because he was the one that did that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it works so well, it, though. It yeah. was, no, it's genius, and it, yeah, and it's cheap enough that if it doesn't work out, you're like, okay, cool. How do I modify this for next time? But I totally, think that's something exactly. that I love about Neo is the accessibility of it all. Yeah. There's a lot of people I was talking to and they're like, oh, I got this on Amazon. I got this on Amazon. I got this same day shipping, two day shipping, whatever. Right. And you don't have to spend months making something. You can just, here you go. I'm buying it online. Got it. There is a lot of stuff available right off the shelf. A lot of my yeah. stuff was right off the shelf. And, you know, just a few modifications later, they looked perfect. Yeah. yeah and same yeah, here. it's super easy to do Neo Basic. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like uh even Neo Basic, it's flashy enough if you I mean all you need is some lights and, and glow up and maybe a little bit of makeup and, and you're set. You're you're Neo already. Yeah, so totally. neon on your you person. Done. Yeah, exactly. and it's all yeah. relatively inexpensive. I mean, there's a ton of um online retailers selling like rave clothes, which mm-hmm. already kind of have a cyberpunk look to them. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, because the 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 theme of the event is a little bit looser, right? Um, I think that might be because, or so my brain is that it's because it's newer. Because in the newer days of Wasteland, the theme was a lot more looser, and they had um, I don't want to cause controversy or things, but there was uh, Borderlands, and then they had clones and stuff. And then as the event grew, and they saw in my head, it's they saw the crafting capabilities of people, right? That they're like, okay, let's get more on point of making this a Mad Max strictly right. themed right. weekend post-apocalyptic. And I think that, uh, yeah, as it grew, they wanted to make it more themed. But in essence, it made it more themed towards what it was themed to be. So yeah, every, totally. I mean, in a post-apocalyptic situation, uh, you don't really expect to see like aliens and, and stuff like that. You, you know, you expect to see people like broken down, like, okay, my clothes has been tattered and torn from the last five years that I've been struggling to survive. Uh-huh. Unlike Neo, it's a future that nobody knows what it is. So you have that much more range of what you want to Such express your way. Right. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. And, and, to kind of 
even take that a step further with Wasteland, uh, Wasteland City, the whole lore behind that, uh, the official lore is that it is a place where tribes come together once a year from around the wasteland uh, to celebrate being alive. So it all has to be grounded in this like science nonfiction kind of a, a Mad Maxian world. Meanwhile, Neotropolis, the lore is more, this is a desert planet that is a crossroads like outer rim mm-hmm. um place where lots of different people aliens cyborgs robots ai are all intersecting and so you know with with wasteland you can go as far as saying you know maybe i'm from a bunker up north or something like that but with this no you can be from anywhere in the universe yeah. and kind of bring in whatever kind of sci-fi elements you can think of at at neo we had a ton of aliens, people walking around as literally as robots. Um, there were a, there were a bunch of AI. There were astronauts. There were um, also people that looked more almost like Wastelandy, like you know they had suffered a, an apocalyptic like desert yeah. world, uh, and so there was a lot of different elements all coinciding. Dinosaurs. And I thought that was really cool. <laughs> well, I think they were dinosaurs. No. Like some of the math, like Biggs's math. No, what was he? Yeah, what was he? He was oh he was, man. He did a whole thing on it, and I. But there's like quite a few people that I'm like, this is like a different different species, and you can't really use a different species at Wasteland. Doesn't really fit, but this it was like, it was just like, let me admire your costume. Exactly. Not worried about this being in theme. Like, how long have you been wanting to make this? (laughs) And Biggs threw me off a couple times because he's dressed as a sexy female, yeah, uh, dinosaur like alien, and. The first Biggs time that living I living Biggs' best life. I know. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was enjoying the, that so much. <laughs> the first, the first time I saw him in costume, I didn't know it was him because it's nope. a full face mask, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't. Ha- it's not his body because he he was actually padded in all the right places. I, uh, <laughs> so he does. Right um, he's a part of the Rainbow Bunnies that Amazon has at Wasteland, and so I. Um, He's the Biggs is the purple bunny, and so the hip pads, all that stuff. Like I'm like, you have way more desire to have curves than I do. Like, tell yes. me more about what you're doing. Um, <laughs> and so it was rad to see some of the wasteland costume come into Neo. That I was like, oh, yeah, with purple. All right, all right. Oh man, I wish I could figure out what his alien species was. But yeah, so the first time I saw him in costume. Um, he did not speak in English. He spoke in his <laughs> native tongue, which was something like, and I'm going to give my best attempt here. And um, that I was like, it's was, nice. It's very nice to meet you too. like um, something that I'm not going to say, but it reminded me of. It's an adult show. Yeah. And you just it. made it. You just made it. So, yeah. Let me interpret um, what I'm saying. <laughs> Interpreter, interpret for us. Do tell. That and then not this, premier, she's referring to sex. <laughs> and then, maybe that's what he was going for. But the second time I saw him uh, was the same deal. And actually, um, uh, Omega Red and I had a mission to go meet a non-human and get it on camera. And so we went and found this strange-looking alien uh, and met once again. And once again um, was met with. <laughs> Um, definitely not the sounds of, uh, fellatio. That's not, no, not the sounds close, that very similar, but, uh, <laughs> that's some, that's some aggressive fellatio there interpreter. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not, 
That's all I'm going to say. Joking. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it, w- it wasn't until the third time. And then he started talking and I was like, Oh my God. Cause he's an amazing costumer. Like his, ah. his, his characters have always been over the top and uh, he blew my mind. And uh, it was, I was like, speaking about the amazing costumers, it was awesome to see the people like, a lot of the customers, I only see their wasteland versions, which is not only, but it's the same kind of aesthetic. And so seeing yeah. them, I don't like a new fire spark in their belly or creative juices or whatever was uh-huh. awesome. Like Evan Ole, like, he kills it at wasteland and has the Vander Horn. Oh, um, yeah. New camp used to be with the wasted saints, like watching him. Fantastic. Like I loved seeing it. And then um, Melita. Um, she does the, um, she does the cozy cups that has the pigs and the buttholes. (laughs) 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 I I can't, she, uh, I was talking to her at Wasteland one year and she goes, I make a lot of money putting buttholes on things. People pay me a lot of money to do it. And I'm like, they crack me up every time I see them. Make that money. Like, it works. Um, It's like like a, yeah. What was it? The Bob's Burger episode where their friend just does, uh, pet butthole paintings. And Sister-in-law? Like it's, it's a sister-in-law, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, actually, this is great art. <laughs> yeah. It, but like, yeah, watching it, because um, I've seen their wasteland stuff and seeing it there, I'm like, wow, th- like it's it's just beautiful to see the differences <laughs> between the two events. <laughs> I love and it. And buttholes. And buttholes, yeah. Um, buttholes. Um, I, I need to keep things moving, but yeah. I did want to touch back on accessibility because Everything was a lot tighter. And this goes mm-hmm. back to layout as well. So um, the theme area uh, was one street. It was one block. Um, and I loved that because everything was just condensed. You had everything that a larger event like Wasteland has. But now it's all on one city block. Yeah, There are multiple factions. And inside uh, Mega Block 1 and is it Outpost 64? Alpha 66, 66 and then yeah. Kaiju. Kaiju. And then, yeah. um, and then uh, Bay 54. There we go. Yeah. I was like, um, maintenance. Maintenance Bay. <laughs> right. Maintenance Bay. Yeah. And minus uh, maintenance and then they Bay. And then they had the Doomy Village. Yeah. 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 And it's super awesome. Uh, Something that I loved about it is I could just walk up to the entrance of their kiosk, the entrance of their camp, and there was somebody there. I didn't have to actually enter their whole entire camp, see if somebody's there, see if they're open, um, any of that stuff. For me, uh, it was a lot easier with my social anxiety to just walk up. And because I'm like, I walk up and there's somebody there. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, I didn't have to worry about it being a private moment because the person greeted me instantly. I love it. Yeah. And well, I could just take and, 10 steps and then there was a next camp. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And that, that was uh, the, the really amazing thing actually from last year and this year as well uh, when it comes to the setup. Um, Mega Block was pretty much the same in in essence of the, the, the main style. But the Kaiju in Outpost 66 was actually um, kind of reworked and all of those extra um, kiosks, like you said, they weren't all there last year. And this year they were all more, a little bit more spaced out, but more together, if it makes any yeah. sense. Like 
Yeah, that makes each, sense. Each one of the sections, and it made it so much better because, like, you it's so much like going on, but you're able to section yourself off, mm-hmm. depending on who you want to be with and stuff like that. So, it, it, I I enjoyed it. I thought that was a, a good a change when it came yeah. to the new layout as well. Yeah, and um. You know, if you lost the uh, people you were trying to uh, walk around with, you could literally, like, it took less than 10 minutes to, to walk the whole street. And it was so easy to find people, uh, I which, which I really you. appreciated that. Yeah, I remember messaging you when I found uh, make sure when I found out you were there and you're like, are you here? And then your next message, like two seconds later, it was like, I haven't run into you 10 times yet. You're not on site yet. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like it, but it was awesome. Like, there's so many people like that I was like, I'm like, uh, I need to find this person. I will find them. No problem. I need, yeah. like you didn't, there's some effort, but not a whole lot because everything's so condensed. You can actually find the people that you need to find and you don't have to worry about like, I need to go pee. Can I find you in 20 minutes? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. And that, that was like one of the really cool things about this. And this is one of the things I told my, uh, my friends when I, or my coworkers, when I got back to work, they're like, well, how was it? I was like, well, it's, it's awesome. And the best thing about it is, I go in with the crew, with my group of people that I, I go hang out with and stuff like that. But even when once we're inside the city and we all split up, just by staying in Main Street, you're going to catch up to them again. Yeah. Like they, They're yeah. going to come out from one section or the other, and you're just going to reunite and go as a group again somewhere else. And again, you're going to split out 5, 10, 15 minutes later. You're going <laughs> to reunite again. And it's amazing how right. easy... And fun it is actually to just like, well, there you go again. Bye bye. And then see you again. Hey, you're back. You know, yeah, we had those amazing. moments many times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's great. It's and for better or worse, and not to like compare it, but the fact that Neo is still kind of growing makes it that much more fun for me, actually. Oh man. Because unlike, yeah. Yeah. Unlike I love that. Wasteland, you know, it's fun. You you're. You already know people. You already have your 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 history with people, with tribes, with uh, different factions. But it's split up. It, it's grown, right? And now, yeah, and in, in, here, in its, it's biggest so year, much... Wasteland was four blocks wide, like the city, which yes. is that's I think that yeah. was that's a lot. Two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that's was right. The biggest yes, in numbers. That was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and that was the year yeah. that they they actually expanded into a fourth block, uh, which didn't get a whole lot of foot traffic, but it was really cool to find your way down there. Because it was weird. I it was, like, was Wait, weird. I kept forgetting that it was there. It was like alternative, That's what it was. alternative wasteland city. Like it was, yeah. you know, we have the slums, but that was the slums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was but like I kept, I kept forgetting that it was there because right. that had never been like that before. Totally, and I think. What kind of unfortunately made it to where you it was easy to forget is that they should have put at least one or two of the bigger tribes mm-hmm. that people know and kind of um, like a de- like a destination tribe. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that way it would have brought yeah. in the traffic for everybody else who got put in that section. I Which think it would have made it a lot better. Because uh, that's where they put they put Radstag. Radstag yes, had to right, draw. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, then, but that's um, on the. That's on the, the on the third block in the slums, yeah. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, but we still, but we haven't had that fourth block since 2019. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. But Omega, you did a good point about um, Neo being new and everything. Something that I love yeah. so much about Neo being new is a 
lot of the lore and stuff, it's still super new. And so as so it's, it's fun to be on the ground floor and there's like alliances and stuff like that, but there's nothing, it's easier to tap into and partake in it since it is so new and they have the, um, official, like the event run, um, different sides that you can go into and you just walk up to the booth. They'll tell you all about it. They're like, Oh, do you want to do yeah. this? This is what we do. This is who we're fighting with. Blah, blah, blah. Um, let's give you missions right here and now, which is something that, uh, you can do at Wasteland, but I don't know. It just feels a little bit more intimidating, at least for me there. Cause everything's so well established. And, yeah. um, yeah, that's, that's actually interesting too, because, all right, so at Neotropolis, you've got all these kiosks and there's usually just one or two people running them. So you can go right up to the person that's going to either, um, barter with you, give you a mission, um, Tell you what alien turn you into an alien or yeah, or steal your a your internal AI or um, offer you a pizza box to go deliver, which was uh, secret messaging. I didn't know that until later. Yeah. Um, But uh, but yeah, so so it was really clear where you had to go to access like this, this next level um, eventing, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Right. Versus um, wasteland where the tribes often have missions or like games to play or whatnot, but you walk into the camp and you're not sure who to talk to or, or where to go or what to do. So you, so there is a, there's a, an extra level of like, Hey, what do you guys do here that you have to do versus like, you know, walk up to a kiosk and like, they've got stuff for sale or they have missions for you, or they're going to sell you uh, what were the spinning tops called? I think they were just just. Uh, I, can't I believe they were called aggressive tops. Aggr- aggressive tops. <laughs> that was what. That's what one girl was calling them when we were standing yeah. around them. Like, hey, you got to learn it, about some aggressive tops. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was called though. Like that's a, it was a. Yeah, there's a real name for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was but that was of fun. Like, I thought yeah. it was. The, I thought it was the aggressive uh, top fighting league. 18. Wait, what's what is your sticker? Oh, I have say that there? sticker. Yeah. Oh, you're uh, right. Yeah. It is a aggr- aggressive top aggressive fighting league. Top okay. League. Perfect. Yeah. See, we're All right. Perfect. Yeah. Then That's we were right. When you yeah. go to the restorationist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. They threw me off because um, I was standing there watching their spiel with person after person, um, and just like slowly getting really into it. Uh, but yeah. they were absolutely dedicated. And then, um, you know, I was kind of like standing by a lot of times with stuff like that. I like to kind of stand by and let other people have their fun because, you know, sometimes it's more fun to watch. You're a photographer and a videographer. You got it. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But in this case, you know, I had my camera, but I wasn't really using it. And then eventually I got to the front of the line. They were like, do you want one? And I was like, yes. (laughs) And so then they went through the whole spiel and... um, they're like, you know, these are the, this is generation one, this is generation two, there's different weight categories, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I like that little guy. We did a couple of test fights and I was like, thank you. And they were like, okay, that's yours. And I was like, wait, you don't, you don't need anything for it. They're like, no, just show up to the battle tomorrow. Sign up. And I was like, yeah. okay, sign up. And then I, I went to the side and I was like, thank you guys. That was actually really fun. And they, then one of them said, um, well, what do you expect from the restorationist? And I was like, oh, my mind was blown. I hadn't even <laughs> recognized them until that moment. And then it clicked. And I was like, you guys blew me away at wasteland and now you just did it again yeah yeah they bring it they yeah. bring it every year all right so um i want to keep us moving forward so let's talk about what the day looked like because Ugh. at at wasteland what? people kind of like <laughs> they wake up around like 10 or 11 there's a lot of walking around to do you can go to barter town um 
There's a lot of um, tribe missions that you can run during the day. Neotropolis still had a lot of that. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of shows and, and, and fun activities during the day at Wasteland. But Neotropolis was a little bit different. Who wants to talk about what the what the daylight was like at Neotropolis? It was hot. <laughs> well, yes, it was so hot. hot. And it was <laughs> weird that it was actually mugging, it was so, so much hot. different. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was good. Um, and it, it's different uh, in the essence that... Like like you mentioned, uh, at Wasteland, people are kind of just like slowly moving moving about. But I I felt that the the day life day yeah day life was yeah. um was a little bit uh, more active in Neo. There there seemed to be more more people doing missions during the day and or prepping for missions for the afternoon. Cool. The barter right on Exa- Main Street. The barter oh, yeah. was, was really good too. Uh, but what was that like I, a street bazaar? It was kind of, yeah. it was an yes. improvised thing last year. I heard, and this year it was like a staple every single day. Yeah. Right. Yes. That was cool. But yeah, yeah there was, was a, a there was a lot of like missions to do. Uh, what was really nice is Mega Block One is shaded. Uh, Outpost sixty six is shaded. Basically, all of all of the places you could go in the city had a good amount of shade. It was still sweltering hot. And actually, the event got hotter day after day after day, <laughs> all the way to the end. And so by like Friday and Saturday, I know I was spending quite a bit of time just kind of like hiding out and, and cooling off. I, I had the RV, so uh, air conditioning was definitely running and <laughs> basically just inviting people in, like, just come in, get out of the get out of the heat for a few minutes. Um, but yeah, the, the other thing is I learned from everybody that Neotropolis really picks up, lifts off at night. Yeah. And so you realize like once the sun goes down, that party is not stopping until a long, like way into the night. And so there's a little bit more forgiveness as far as like not being up at first light the next day. And it's a little different from Neo to Wasteland. Um, Wasteland there's, um, Neo, there's a lot more sobriety at night. (laughs) (laughs) Or like it was, or people hadn't been um, partaking all day. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they're just getting started. Yeah, they knew they knew that. Okay, there's going to be stuff going on all night. Let's that. That's where the real parties. You got to pace it out. Yeah. Yeah, with wasteland, sometimes if you're up late at night and you're not (laughs) partaking in anything, you're like, wow cool you guys are having a great time but at neo it was like wow everybody's having a great time like but it it didn't feel um i spent a lot of my time at events sober and so especially at wasteland because i do fire performances and so there's certain points that i'm like i'm not going into that it's not like and uh-huh. it's nothing on it but i'm just like there's a lot of people that have been drinking all day i that's a lot of energy it's um, really tough to when you're not on level yeah and to, so uh, the, jump in Neo, it was easier because I'm like, okay, like I don't feel like I'm not on anybody's level. Like being sober, I was like, this is still fun. Like, awesome. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the big things as far as comparison toward from Wasteland to to Neo is that the nightlife actually picks up a lot more at Neo just because it's the time to really show off your 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 costume. That's when you're. Your your get up your 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 right. persona 
really comes yeah. out because everybody has like so many like neon lights and and glow on the dark and everything just pops more so therefore the night life really picks up at, at, at neo due to all that event so i, I think absolutely that's a, that's a big difference yeah and it, it, it's kind of wild because the uh, the costumes can look rather tame during the day Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and, and, you know, Neo basic is, I don't know what Neo basic is, but it's basically like club wear in a way. It's like um, rave wear. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah, rave wear, <laughs> but then at night it really transforms into like, there's, there's lights and glowing and, and black light reactive stuff and people's makeup starts to glow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all this L wire that they're wearing turns on, which, you know, even during twilight, the L light, the L wire is not bright enough to make an effect until it's dark but then yeah. once it's right. dark it's amazing and um all the led uh, strips on people's jackets and stuff that you before you're totally like, hey, what is this thing and then you see it lit up you're like oh that's what that is right and um you know at, at a post-apocalypse event it's a lot of like um uh just warm incandescent tones um you don't want to stand be, out yeah you don't want to stand out it's a lot of like the background Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, you got fires lighting up certain camps, um, just a lot of just like white and warm light. But at Neotropolis, it's just eye candy in every direction. Yeah. There's costumes and then the backgrounds. And and when you look up and around in Mega Block One, you see like layers upon layers of different lights and, and black lights over here and cabling and, and tubing just everywhere. Oh, it was shiny. just so fun so fun to look at well, so much shiny it's great that you bring up the the makeup because uh shout out to our tribe member blue cyan teal cyan <laughs> <laughs> whatever other name we gave her this year um the the makeup that she did for us like yeah it looked great during the daytime but once nighttime came about and we we're underneath the lights it would show up even more and then you're like oh my like that really pops out like that really works with with your costume and stuff like that so i mean it's it's, it's yeah it's, it's amazing to have that it, it was interesting this was my first time really understanding the idea i don't go to a whole lot of raves i don't go to a whole lot of clubs this was my first time really understanding that when you decorate your body in colors and and fun um fun lighting and reactive colors um you're not just doing that for yourself to look good, you're actually creating the atmosphere for other people. So yeah. it was actually kind of this mind blown situ- like situation. It was actually, it happened at Zeke's because Zeke's had black light everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't called Zeke's. They're called what? Z station or something like Z that. Station. Z station. Yeah. Or Z station. I don't know. Yeah. I should yeah. know as their um, I know. <laughs> leader. Yeah. You're, as their what? Yeah. I, oh, uh, you didn't know. I won leadership of Zeke's. <laughs> <laughs> at their holiday party nice from a raffle and i took leadership with the understanding that i didn't actually have to do anything <laughs> is this is this like a like a yelp mayor back when they were doing that maybe but like there's video like yeah they auctioned it off mark uh z-rex read my ticket and i was like i love oh. it i was like so full transparency like Sarah, I mean, you, Mark, are still going to run everything, right? Like, Sarah's still in charge? And he's like, yeah, Sarah's still in charge. I was like, okay, I mean, you're in charge. Uh, they have a tribe member, Sarah, if you ever did the Z Santa, that um, she is like, she, her and Mark together, but she does not get enough credit for how much she does keeping them together and does uh-huh. all that back end stuff. So I always like call yeah. her the leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Z Station. That's. But, um, yeah. but yeah, just to go back on that, like, 
I, I realized just how, how important, um, and the atmosphere of an event like this is, is created by the other people that are going and how much I appreciated, like everyone's little bit of makeup, um, you know, everyone's little bit of lighting that just like created an atmosphere that I could be amazed at all day long. And I thought that was really cool. We had a couple of people walking around on stilts as like robots. Uh, Matthew Johnny, I know is one of them. Um, I did not know at the time, which is lovely. I love when that happens. I have no idea who's behind some of these masks. And then you find out later, you're just like, oh, that's just, just rad. Um, so <laughs> yeah. the other person with him most of the time was actually not on stilts. That was Amazon. What? <laughs> she was just wearing tall, like the tall, like creeper boots. Like really? Those, yeah. The, like she's going to get mad, but I always recognize really? it's her. And she's like, I took all my earrings out. You can't see my hair. Oh How do you know it's God. me? I'm like, I had I no idea. Yeah. So that's amazing. She's on stilts, that and that's she's amazing. just wearing taller shoes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, she's I'm, just I'm mind- height. <laughs> and I'm mind blanking on this, but what was um, Neotropolis's, uh, the police force there? Um, Sentinels. The Sentinels. Oh my God. Every time I saw the Sentinels, they looked yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, they're and arresting they're, people. And That's they're just a, a bunch yeah. of attendees that are like, yeah. you know, doing a thing. And they, they lit up. I mean, they didn't light up a room. They, they made it tense in all the right ways. All the because, best ways. Yeah. Because, you know, they're, they're there as the police force. Their main mission is what? To, like, arrest illegal AI? Is that kind of the they idea? They arrested someone for having too much neon. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Control the, the AI populace and maintain order. Right. What but, also, <laughs> but also, they were trying to um, uh, prevent illegal Galaxium from being yeah. passed around. Let's Ooh. talk about Galaxium. Who knows what's going on there? Um, I have a. Small. I was given Galaxium. <laughs> I did not consume it yet. <laughs> I was tricked into taking Galaxium. <laughs> a part you of a, a mission that. Well, actually, well, you're right. I was not tricked. It was misunderstanding uh, <laughs> because Circo and I were doing a mission uh, where we had to consumed a green substance drink energy or whatever they called it yeah it's just called like the green one or the green thing or something like that yeah Uh, or it's green yeah yeah it's green that was the name of the substance that i was supposed to consume uh however the the bottle that the galaxium was given to me had a green tone to it so i thought i was consuming this uh it's green beverage turns out that i got addicted to galaxia <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm going to interject real quick so um for those of you who don't know galaxium is a made up drug um that is is part of the um the i don't the, the part of the role play at neotropolis and basically galaxium is um some old technology that was used for good and then um, it, the thing is you can program it because it's a bunch of what nanonites or something like that. And so people right. made it do different things. So there's a lot of different versions of Galaxium, but it's all highly addictive. <laughs> My Galaxium looks a lot like Pop Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So like like it was stated, it uh, Galaxium originally in its pure form was meant for medicinal purposes until corporate got a hold of it and realized Coros. that I know, right? They were able to add 
nanites into it. And those nanites could be programmed to either be used for medicinal and curative methods or other more nefarious, sinister ways, I I guess. Every time I get Galaxian, it looks a lot like Pop Rocks. And I'm always <laughs> super excited. <laughs> yeah, there is some actual consumable stuff like um, like Omega. We went to the Galaxium Emporium or whatever it was called. Oh, yes. Uh, and they had some some um, wonderful cocktails that they had made up, but they were all Galaxium based. And actually, that was one of my favorite uh, drinks that I had at Neotropolis because it was basically a, um, a pina colada. Right. But it was a yes. Galaxium. So I was I'm also addicted to Galaxium. Yes, but according to uh, the Galaxium Emporium that we went to, um, being addicted is not a bad thing. It just means that it's if it's being used for the right ways, then it's fine. It's yeah. just depending on what Said form of Galaxium you take. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but those sentinels, those sentinels, they were out there. Yeah, and and a lot of places were giving away the first taste for free, but you had to buy. (laughs) Or yeah, yeah. and um, and there was this really cool thing. All right, so the the WCC, uh, in this case, the oh god, wayward wayward communication corporation corp corp. Corp. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, they they have helped set up a um, uh, an actual like Wi Fi network on site, and you can use your cell phone to log in. Uh, and it's this really cool, like retro style, almost eighties, uh, UI experience, but it's on your phone and you can earn spend and receive credits through different factions or with each other. You can just pay each other these made up Neotropolis credits along the way. Uh, and so there was this really cool economy happening. Plus it was like a social network. Plus it was like a messaging app. Um, and I believe Michael LeMay, Elvis, Wasteland Elvis had a big part in, to play in that. So, uh, but shout out to the entire WCC that uh, worked that thing out because it was really cool. Plus, it offered like actual Wi Fi on site. Yeah. And like, yeah, um, I know that the Janets were using it to um, Janet, Omega Janet, uh-huh. the trail boss in the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> we're using it. Uh, she was sending out daily things to the Janets, just reminders and Oh, that's fantastic! Tricks of things that you can say. So it's it help. That's such an awesome tool because it helps make things again more accessible. And if you pull out your phone in Cyberpunk, you're in theme. You can't always necessarily do that in the Apocalypse because it takes right. away from the immersion. Exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, the Janets were another really cool thing. So yeah. that was taken from um, the Good Place. The Good Place. Thank you. And uh, in this case, on the show, Janet is like an AI. Uh, being that if you say, hey, Janet, pops up. Either good Janet or bad Janet. Yeah, kind of like Alexa and just like answers your questions or helps you do things and that kind of thing. And so people were signing up to be Janets at Neotropolis where if anyone, anytime said, hey, Janet, uh, any Janets that were signed up and happened to be nearby. Yeah, Yeah. they would just be like, yes. And then you could ask them to do things or ask them a question uh, and they would do their best to uh, make it happen, which was fantastic. Or they could be a bad Janet and just tell you to go fork yourself or. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't run into any bad Janets, but I wish I did. Uh, You told me to hug the Swede and I turned into a bad Janet and I started mouth farting at him. I don't remember this. This was, uh, I think, <laughs> I was Friday. That. Okay. All right. Uh, so that yeah. would explain it then. <laughs> yeah. You were like, hug I, the Swede. And Swede and I both looked at each other. And I'm like, 
Friday night, I think I get about two hours of sleep, give or yeah, take. Yeah, it's Friday or so, I can't remember, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, the, the, the sleep out there was lacking, that's for sure. Um, all right, so let's kind of... Um, Let's move into the entertainment because there was a lot of scheduled stuff. There was uh, official stuff at the core, um, which the core was basically Neotropolis's main stage. And what was really interesting is it faced away. The entertainment faced away from the event. And so the music was actually getting sent out into the desert, which was really yeah. neat. Uh, but while you were there, it's a stage that is encircling the audience 360 degrees. So you walk into this thing. And suddenly, like, even if it was a full band, they weren't together. They were separated in different areas around you. So there was mm -hmm. always eye candy to look at. It was, like, brilliantly lit. Um, and this is another one of those things. Like, in pictures, I didn't get it. It didn't make any sense. Oh, looking but, at the original build of it, I was like, I don't understand this. Yeah. But then once you're in there and there's a crowd and the music's playing and you just it's 360 degrees of this thing. And then you have the blackness of the desert beyond. It was just kind of mind blowing a few times. Yeah. I, I think that actually like... made it that much better. It's yeah. the fact that like you have the, like you mentioned, you have multiple locations where lights are shining at you towards the center. But then if you happen to like focus to the outside, it's pitch black and it makes yeah. that moment you're in that much better because it's like, I am encased in light and I'm like in this bubble of like awesomeness. And then everything else on the side is just not there. It's, it's non-existent. And the so. core during the daytime, did it no justice? <laughs> no, it didn't. At nighttime. And yeah, I remember watching, I was at a build day watching the sign being made, the core sign. And I'm like, what is this? Like, it didn't. <laughs> And I just got Adam's like, trust, trust me, trust me. And I'm like, yeah. I trust you completely. I don't see it. Like, I yeah. don't, I don't see this. And then last year it was lit up and I, I had to go up to him. I'm like, I see it. I yeah. get it. And, like, and Adam is a really unique, brilliant individual. He sees things that most people don't see, which is really fascinating if you ever get to talk to him about it. But yeah. um, he can't always he has, explain the knowledge behind it, but he's like, no, yeah. you do the, like, do this, this, and this, and that's how you get fire. Yeah. And, um, but he's got decades as a um, as a photographer who does not Photoshop. So everything he ever did had to be in camera. So that meant getting lights in the perfect position, getting fire at the exact right time and place, um, uh, along with whatever fill light he needs. And he always worked with really great lighting. And um, and so being able to see that and build something during the day that makes sense at night. Oh yeah. Um, I mean that's a lot the most but Adam thing ever. It totally is. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, all right, so Wasteland's all about the backdrops and the layers and the textures, whereas Neotropolis gets built with light and... and height. And light and height. Oh, I like that. Yeah, well done. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, it's still about layers and backdrop, but, but a lot of that texture comes from the lighting and the technology that gets put behind it. So I don't know. It was, I'm, I was just impressed in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, well, the decor, but yeah. it works so well with the lighting and the lighting with the decor itself. And that that's, I think that's one of the things of Neo that they did an amazing job with is the fact mm -hmm. that, um, like we mentioned earlier, every block or every section has its own decor, but it 
all works together at the same time and it's just like brought out that much more like you see it during the day and it's like okay that's kind of cool like like uh, the design the 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 arrangement it, it's it's nice and beautiful but then you see it again at night it's like wow like it it's really transformed pops at you. exactly yeah it's like a, yeah. it's almost like you've seen it for the first time all over again it's totally awesome. Yeah, there's a reason why so many cyberpunk and like sci-fi movies happen at night, and it's because uh, of of this. Like, uh, imagine, and uh, Fifth Element did this different. They did a lot of daytime stuff, which was just different. But imagine, like, um, uh, like if the Matrix happened during the day, because Matrix was almost exclusively in the dark. Yeah, uh, a lot of it right? was yes. because that's when you get those glow effects and the smoke effects and the depth and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, and. A lot of cyberpunk movies happen on planets that are so um, smoggy that even during the day, the light doesn't hit street level, right? And so it's just dark right. all the time. And that's kind of where that look comes from in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. So on the core, at the core, that's where all the um, uh, like kind of main stage acts were, the official acts. And there was some amazing stuff. I mean, there were full bands. There were DJs. There were um, like digital bands. Yeah burlesque yeah uh the juggers from wasteland had like a whole um what, what do they call it gladiators american Glad- gladiators. The gladiators yeah they were kind of doing an american gladiator thing and i thought that was a lot of fun yeah um and and they also like they had a camera operator just following them because they were doing it like it was a tv show um which kind of brings to mind like death race and that kind of thing i think that's the direction they're heading with this thing um but yeah they're supposed to cut it into like a t- like a an actual TV show at some point and release that, which will be really fun. Hopefully they do. Yeah. And then um, a lot of different places on, it's not main street, but like the, well, we'll just call it the city, uh, the the main block there. Um, There was like burlesque shows happening. There were costume contests and um, weapons contests and just all sorts of really fun stuff happening. What was your favorite show guys? Um, so I got there on Friday, which was amazing and fantastic because when I got there, everything was already built already. <laughs> and I haven't had that since my first, my first wasteland. I, um, bought my ticket week of, because <laughs> uh-huh. I wasn't sure I was going to like make it still. Um, but so it was awesome coming out on Friday, having everything built. Uh, I miss, there was a cool, um, circus show over at, um, yeah. Outpost that they did yes. yeah and they worked really hard on that i missed all of that because i wasn't there for it <laughs> um so tell us what <laughs> I, yeah i missed all of that i've seen a lot of photos i've heard a lot of cool things i'm in the chat so like their discord channel hearing about that um uh-huh. show wise i only really I, pretty much i saw a lot of the bands because uh i had to go make sure the go-go's were go-going and uh-huh. all that official stuff um but I really liked watching the top. I don't know if that counts as a show, but watching the um, top races, that was a lot of fun. And that was a blast. Yeah. Stealing your camera and taking photos of you for once was. Thank you so much, fantastic. by the way. I was like, I'm just taking that. Like, you didn't say I could do it, but you didn't say I couldn't do it. And that was totally. <laughs> oh, no, you're always allowed. Yeah. Always. That was totally I, I, my thought was like, I'll ask for forgiveness. And then I saw you look yeah. at me and I was like, okay. This doesn't look like an angry face. Let me just take as many. I'm just going to yes. shoot fish in a barrel and take as many photos as I can. And then you can choose which ones you like. <laughs> I love you for it because I never get pictures of me at any of these events. 
Yeah, Except from uh, TK. TK always grabs like a perfect picture, and that's like my one picture for the for this for the year. Well, that's why I took photos of TK with your camera as well, so you could be like TK got photos of you. I appreciate that. Well done. Well done. Um, but uh, interpreter, I I know that you um, are coming up against your heart out here. Do you need to go? I do. I have. Uh, I have no problem. Yeah. I have therapy tonight, so I have to prioritize my mental health. Therapy is wonderful and more people should do it is all I'm saying. Yeah, so normalizing Um, it. Why don't you Uh, give us your final thought on Neotropolis? I think um, Omega and I will keep going for a little bit, but give us your final word on Neotropolis and what people should do when tickets go on sale. uh, If you're nervous between about, or if you're not sure about Neotropolis or Wasteland, I love Wasteland. Wasteland is my heart and blood. That was my first one. Um, I suggest Neo as a good starting off event. I really suggest trying that one, um, especially because the costume requirements are the basic is a little bit more accessible. You can get something on Amazon. Uh, the walking isn't as bad. So if you can't be on your feet all the time, everything's in one spot. Uh, I, If you're not sure between the two, just bite the bullet, buy the Neo ticket. I will be very surprised if you regret it. Yeah. And for people that are used to going to like most normal, like, I don't want to say normal, but, but a, a typical festival, like the festival where just needs a couple like modifications and you're good to go. Like a, a lot of people are like, I just pull this out of my closet. And I'm like, totally. oh, I love that. A lot of what yeah. I had was just from my closet. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to let you bounce out of here, but, um, but yeah, always love having you on the show. Bye interpreter. Bye interpreter. Bye. Following decades of success with Leaf, the Wayward Chemical Consortium is proud to bring you the newest, most energetic drink on the market today, Leaf Neon Pea. With more caffeine than any organism should withstand and more flavor than you can shake a Titan mollusk at, Leaf Neon Pea is the fuel you need to be faster, smarter, and harder than the competition. WCC is not responsible for kidney damage, nausea, digital numbness, anxiety, loss of visual acuity, dizziness, nosebleeds, joint inflammation, toothache, source, work, bronchitis, or even for health is caused by the consumption of Leaf. WCC does take credit for any inspirations, wrong actions, or feats of athleticism when consuming Leaf products. Leaf Neon Pea. It's legal! All right, so Omega. Where Sir. were we? Um, yeah, so let, let's talk a little bit more about entertainment. Oh, I, I asked Interpreter what her favorite show was. So let me ask you what your favorite show is. I actually got lucky. And um, this year I ended up volunteering. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Uh, so this year I ended up volunteering to to be a part of Neo. And That's I ended up right. being part of security. And when I say I got lucky is uh, one of my, on my uh, second day, of uh, my duty chores to to be a part of for for security i got posted at the core and i got to witness all three of those shows and i i cannot remember the first band which i i feel bad about but um it was a duo and then after that it was uh megatronics which it's an amazing band and group and definitely worth listening to and then the other one was uh nightclub and uh, they, they were pretty pretty amazing too so nice. it's hard to decide but i think i if anything i would go more towards nightclub i i think their their music was a little bit more vibey if you can uh-huh. but yeah I, I really enjoyed nightclub because it was a really good show and time to be out there 
They make my, my duty, my time on duty, that much yeah. more interesting and fun and, and worth being there. So that's yeah, not I a bad it. gig. You're like the, you're like the security guard that um got to show up to and um you know be and watch the main stage at the Taylor Swift con- concert that was here in <laughs> yeah. Nashville this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I like, oh, like oh man, uh, I have to work like you know this amazing show right now. Okay, cool. You know, oh, I guess I'll do it. I mean, if I have to. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. Like, all right, so so I've done a ton of video work for like live music and stuff, and that's always some of my favorite because you get to go right up front, you get mm-hmm. to um, experience it like you're in the front row, but you actually have an angle that no one else gets to have, uh, and you have full access, and it's always a blast. I mean, I've jumped on stage with bands. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not a terrible gig to work in the music industry. When you well, get to like be a part of it, you know, and uh, and like you said, this year since it was your first year, you didn't, you weren't officially part of the camera crew. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was. But I was. I think that's one of the cool things about you and your camera crew is at Wasteland. You guys on uh, get out there and get inside of the pit and the band and stuff like that and and I talk about like angles that nobody else gets like you're in there so yeah to see that angle and then like like for me when I get to see the pictures of you just like out there and I occasionally catch a, a glimpse of myself or one of the tribe members and I was like oh my god I remember that moment he was like getting yes. tossed around on so it's, it's amazing oh yeah yeah uh, what was it a couple years ago that I was like you know what this camera it, it seems it seems pretty hardy, so I'm just gonna jump into this uh, mosh pit real quick with it. <laughs> you did, <laughs> and you just honestly, in. it was it was amazing because uh, you know, first off, the wasteland mosh pit mosh pit is um, one of the safer mosh pits in the world. Like I've seen 100%. some pretty violent mosh pits, but this one's like you know, everyone's looking out for each other. People are, yes. you know, they're pushing around, but of course, yeah, no, but you're, it's all you're smiles pitting. and like and. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more like a like what's it called when you have a football game, but it's but you're playing against yourselves. Uh, scrimmage? A scrimmage, yeah, yes. it's kind of like a scrimmage mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's like a scrimmage mosh pit, but it's it's a mosh pit nonetheless. But the, like you said, yeah. it's it's so awesome that it's safe enough to where an individual who has never been in a mosh pit can jump in and be a part of, and if yeah they fall or they get elbowed or or what may be like as soon as one individual notices it they quickly create a a barrier around that person to make sure that that person is good to go they'll let's put them out and the mosh pit continues they continue doing their thing so yeah it's 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 amazing how how yeah and you know i've since learned that like you know mosh pit etiquette says that all these things should happen they just don't always always happen right, um yeah so yeah it, it it was great and i jumped in there with a the camera and um you know i got pushed around a little bit and the camera like flipped over on its gimbal and it was no right. worries but i had so much fun that i did it again the next year but like way more <laughs> with because, a little bit less intimidation you just kind of yeah, like more at it. in there <laughs> yeah totally i mean it's a blast and like you know I, you got to keep an eye on your gear but uh i'm insured <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go but um but yeah, it, it is great um, when you're on a film crew like that because you do get kind of backstage access. And, um, you know, there are several tribes that are like, you know, you always have access to our tower if you want it for like an angle or whatever. Um, and people always, when I bring a camera in, they, they say, hey, let me show you some cool stuff and let me tell you yeah. cool stories. So that's always great. 
No, yeah. you definitely get get those insights that other people don't get to know and or experience. So it, it's it's amazing. Totally. All right. So I want to do a couple more props for for Neotropolis because there's there was just so many cool things going on. Um, I'm going to kind of start back at the core stage because um, uh, and then kind of work my way forward. So back toward the, the main gates, right? All right. So you have the core and then the next thing on the left, if you're looking at the core, was a gaming tent that Wasteland put together where they were playing like a bunch of 8-bit, 16-bit, like old oh, school yes. games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a, just a really cool space for people to go in, get out of the sun for a little bit and just play some like real vintage stuff, which was pretty cool. And I saw a lot of people taking advantage of it. Oh, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, not only do some of us get to experience our, our childhood all over again, but you get to see, because I, I actually experienced this, a uh, young teenager, young adult comes in and is like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what do you mean, what is this? You're, you're talking about, like, I think at the moment it was like uh, Mario Party, the, like the original or something like that. And it's like, it's cool to see that stuff. And then other people get to experience it too. So, and like you said, you get to get out of the sun, out of the heat, and yeah. just chill and enjoy your time while you're there. Totally. Yeah. All right. And so um, the next thing there was actually BattleBots. And I didn't actually see a BattleBots battle this year. Did you? No, I did not. I do believe um, a couple of, of the Infrared Scared crew got to okay. it. But okay. BattleBots I, is I always not. a really great time yeah. regardless. But one of the things that really stood out to me this year is they actually had like this serving robot. Um, <laughs> it, it was a remote control robot yes. that, you know, looked like it was right out of the Jetsons. And it um, it carried cocktails into the main street. And right. you, as you were walking by, you just grab one. And I thought that was the coolest thing. The robot came right up to me um, and I grabbed the drink and then it just kind of like went on its way. And I really felt like, oh shoot, this robot is serving me. But then I looked over at um, the Smashbots main entrance and I could see yeah. one of the guys there with the remote just control. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like leaning to the side. Yeah, that, that thing was amazing. Like I didn't get to get any drinks from it, but just seeing it go out there and like, randomly just like come up to you or to any other individual and yeah. they're like oh yeah don't mind if i do and they just take a drink yeah. it, it, it yeah. was a great addition it was super cool all right right across the street uh there was a little uh club called freak and these are the guys or and gals that mm-hmm. do the um the the war boy camp at at wasteland um uh, and they yes so this is kind of their rebuild, right? So they did this mm-hmm. freak, uh, and it was actually this really cool like um, bar club space that was a, a ton of fun to go into. And um, again, with the robotics, they had a, they had a robot arm that was a bartender, mm-hmm. and um, it just had a bottle in its hand, and you would go over to it, and it would start tipping, and then you're like, oh shoot, I got to kneel down. So you kneel down, <laughs> uh, <laughs> try and find and the then, right angle, <laughs> and then and now it just keeps on tipping, and the arms like moving around, getting kind of wonky, uh, and then you're like, oh shoot, I'm too low. I better get closer, and uh, you know you got to space it right. But uh, but uh, you yeah, I got a shot out of that robot arms drink, which was. Fantastic. I did not get to take that shot either, um, but <laughs> I did see you doing that, and that, that was really cool. And, and yeah, I mean, the whole freak environment, their whole thing was actually pretty, um, pretty entertaining because they had yeah. a variety of different. Um, I mean, just like the name, kind of like, uh, like 
what's the word I'm looking for? Insinuate towards like freak. Yeah, things, like, yeah. What, what, it was it was a bit of a freak show. Yeah, exactly. Which like, is perfect. Exactly. So it it, it was a uh, for for what was supposed to be like kind of like a freak show, like yeah, a variety of different things. It was a very chill. And they had a couple of different shows throughout the nights as well, and uh-huh. each one was different in itself as well. So it made that much more interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. All right, next to them was a place called Little District, and they had a few different things going on there. Um, they had some kind of like a um, a tent where uh, it was like um, not AI, but the other thing, um, cyber. Uh, you put on the goggles and the whole deal. I didn't yeah. get to do that. No, um, but there was the Susan Sarandome, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and, and the guy running it had this giant, uh, mop, mop uh, wig on, which was fantastic. And- <laughs> yeah. I forget the character he was replicating, but it's from an old video game, which was really yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, basically what happened in Susan Sarandome was they had a bunch of balloons in there. The balloons were tied to bricks mm-hmm. and you could buy one of the balloons, like, you know, like a, uh, like at a horse race. Right, like you a could ticket basically, for winning. Yeah, yeah. You could bet on one of the balloons and then place it anywhere in the dome that you wanted. Right, and then he once all the balloons were sold, he would turn on a robot vacuum with a knife <laughs> on the front. <laughs> and, a robot and last, vacuum that he himself <laughs> modified, <laughs> and it just had a knife basically taped on the front of it, and he would just turn yeah. it on, and it would it would do its robot you know, vacuum thing. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the last balloon won the pot with, with all exactly. the things that people bought their balloons with. And it was really fun. That, and uh, then he uh, also added his own little thing to it as well. Um, I did not catch what it was when you were actually part of the, the group there, but um, I came in second. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Yeah. Won oh, me yeah, nothing. Was <laughs> it won you a good time. You, you got to scream and, and you'd be surprised because you're like, Oh, it's, it's just a, a Roomba. Yeah, and it's gonna pop balloons. Just how entertaining yeah. can it really be? But once right. you got in there, and and like the energy of everybody else, kind of like, oh no, go after that blue balloon or the red balloon. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's the other. It's like, okay, this is kind of like, <laughs> in a weird way, really fun and interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was totally like I don't, I don't see this being very entertaining. Let's get this over with. And then all of a sudden, like once all the balloons were purchased and a crowd gathered, I was like so into it. It was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the way a lot of this stuff is. It's like, you know, we're playing like kids games. And so right. there can be like this resistance, like, oh, that's not going to be so fun. Or like, you know, let's, let's go check something else out. But then you get into it and you, and the people around you get into it and it ends up being super fun. And you just remember like being a kid and playing games and that's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, you, you hit it right on the nail, uh, the head, the nail on the head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hit it on the nail. Yeah. Uh, it, it really does bring you to a more like young stage. Like it's, it's such a silly game. Yet yeah. It entraps you and entertains you so much mm-hmm. that it, it, it's, it's, it's a great time. Totally. Totally. All right, we're going back across the street. So next to Smashbots mm-hmm. was Maintenance Bay 54, 54. which yes. is a club just for robots. Humans are not allowed. You have to be at least be a certain percentage robot to get into Maintenance Bay 54. percent robot or more to be able to gain <laughs> access as a robot, which actually humans are allowed only if they're the support 
human of a oh. robot with axes. Okay. But what was really fun was, okay, so you didn't actually have to be a robot to get in this place, but you had to trick the guard into thinking you were a robot. you're a robot. And the number one way to do that was... Do you remember? I don't know. I got, I got my own. <laughs> doing, doing the robot dance. The robot. <laughs> That's right. That is so right. Yes. Just and then, the robot in front of them. They'd be like, and so you'd walk up, you're like, I am a robot. Look at me. I am moving like a robot. And uh, they would just be like, yes, please come in, robot. Uh, please lubricate yourself with some wonderful things at our bar. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it was so fun. The robot. And the lighting in there was amazing. Uh, and it, 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 it truly felt like you were in a different world. Like in all these places, it felt like a different world. But in that one in particular, had this like blue pink kind of color inside. And it just, you just really felt transported. Well, the, the, the amazing part about, about um, Maintenance Bay 54 is that it's a dome. And yeah. the material that they use not only helped, with the aesthetics and the ambiance and the environment itself, because they use it as a not only as a nightclub, but they also kind of use it as a a, a show stage as well. Yeah, yeah. So it it all blended and was an amazing time uh, to to be in there as well. The only thing that I did hear a lot of different people mention, and this is in comparison to last year, because last year. It was colder, like we've alluded to oh, before. Yeah. It, it was a lot colder during during the the event that a lot of people were comfortable being inside there because it's it's enclosed. Right. So, so it would get warmer. Right. It would it would warm you up. You were inside there, you're having a good time. Unlike this year, unfortunately, it was a little bit warmer and being inside there, it got stuffy and like really humid because everybody was like sweating and perspiring and so <laughs> it, it, it was a little bit different this year but it was still a great time I yeah late was- at night i didn't i didn't notice any of that um and that's ten that tended to be when i would find my way in there was right. later so <laughs> yeah, it worked exactly. out really nicely in that right. case all right so next door to them was kaiju and kaiju was another um like scaffolding setup um yes. and it was really cool because they added like a foyer this year which had a couple of different factions up front mm-hmm. and then you went into the clubs there's this huge dance area with a right. dj that overlooked you from the second level mm-hmm. um and then of course all the different kiosks along the way including you got into a couple of games of liar's dice right liar's dice yes with oh my goodness he's gonna be upset at me uh captain i cannot remember his name who also but- gave me um a, a piece of uh, meat, which I hadn't had like meat in a couple yes. days. And he just came by with this plate and I must've been looking pretty ragged. Cause he was like, do you want some? And I was like, yes, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Cause I'm so used to wasteland where you walk into all these different camps and just people just hand you food, um, right. which was not as prevalent at Neotropolis, which is totally fine. It's just a different right. thing. Um, but yeah, just getting some like grilled meat just handed to you off of someone's plate was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that's, that's, uh, um, the ambiance in that in that section uh, in itself is um, you come in and you can uh, either partake in the game of Liar's Dice or you can enjoy it by watching it. And while you're there, uh, Captain and his wife are looking out for for their their crew, everybody who's around their their little yeah. section, and they're just hey, you want a drink? You need something to eat? And even if you participated in the liar's dice, I, I love that the constellation prize for you losing, it's a pack of pockies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's candy. amazing. 
Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like Japanese culture kind of infiltrates, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, all right. So now going back across the street, Mega Block One, which is uh, Wasteland's official like build that they put right. together for everybody. And this, I, I mean, I'm trying to count it right here. There's got to be like 20 or 30 different things going on inside Mega Block One, including Command Center. By the and way, that's on the bottom floor. You got to think yeah. about uh, this year. Well, and this year they actually had uh, some other events and other shops on the second floor. So they right. created a second floor for it. So it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I didn't know this until the end. There were actually like uh, ladders that you could climb to get to certain areas of the second floor that I did not know you could just do. And I think that's one of the things that Adam kind of designed into it was just like, you know, there are places you can get to if you're mm-hmm. bold enough to try, which also creates the problem of like, how do you keep people from going where they're not supposed to be? Right. Because but, once you open up the, the the curiosity of like, okay, I was able to go up that ladder. Can I also yeah. go up that ladder? Right. It, yeah. But but if you were paying attention, all the places you weren't supposed to go were clearly marked. Right. Um, but, if, but if you saw access to something and there was no sign saying, don't go that way. You were allowed to go check it out. So I'm, I now I can't wait to like go check it out next year and just see exactly. what other like like mousetrap esque places I can find myself. Um, and speaking of which, did you find the cat's paw? I did. We ca- we found the cat's paw together. <laughs> it, it was a, a great time, and uh, we also had that um, that other individual yelling at, at us across from the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. On top of the Atomic Cafe, or yeah, what's it? Yeah, yeah, so that was the that was a staff only bar. That's where no one could get to except for staff, which was really cool. Right. But yeah, the Cat's Paw was a speakeasy. It literally had a secret hidden door Mm -hmm. that you could um, go and hit a uh, hit a buzz button. Uh, You had to know the password, which uh, what is it to you? Was uh, it was uh, yeah? What's what's it to you or something like that? Yes. Yeah, (laughs) and then they let you in, and you had to crawl through the hole. You know. And I, I totally said like this was this was following the right the white rabbit right because you mm-hmm. go into this hole and you're in this new world, um, and it was a very like like Korean Japanese inspired speakeasy, right? Um, which was teeny tiny like maybe what six by eight or something like that. I yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, yeah. And but then they did have a second floor mm-hmm. where you could go up, and it was a little bit more breezy up there. But mm-hmm. that had the best view in Neotropolis, as far as I'm concerned. It did because you you got to see the speakeasy on the on the first floor. You got to yeah. see the the a completely different view of um, Mega Block itself. Like totally, you got to see everything around it. And even though yeah. when we were there, um, it was um, later on in the evening, so some of the shops were already closed. You still got to right. see and experience. There was still tons stuff. going yeah. on. Everything yeah. going on, yeah. Yeah. And uh did you know that that alley that all that's on was nicknamed Murder Alley? I and did not know that. No. There was a sign up that said Welcome to Murder Alley or something like that. And did you know that the way that they were murdering people was being like, "Hey, I like your shoes." And then they would get people <laughs> to give them their shoes and then they would, you know, hang them up in the trusses above and that's how people were <laughs> murdered was just that their shoes were taken. <laughs> So no. by the end of the event, like I was there for teardown and, right. um, and underneath murder alley was just this pile of shoes that people had left behind. <laughs> it was I so funny. I did see the shoes hanging uh-huh. around, but honestly, it did not like dawn on me or it did yeah. not like, yeah. I was like, okay, it's just another decor, another thing. But yeah. that is both 
Yeah, I think it was and amazing at the same time. Yeah, I think it was a bit of like an inside joke amongst um, the build crew and specifically chaos crew. um, Because because they had their little kiosk. What was it? Um, The hacker station um, Uh, that was right across from um, save point. Save point. Yes. Yeah. There was that little hackers like like den mm-hmm. uh, and they would hang out like the chaos crew would hang out there quite a bit and i, I think they had the murder alley thing going on but it was, oh. it was a ton of fun yeah that makes sense all right so let's go back across the street we're going to outpost 66 which um the lore behind this is mega block 2 uh was dilapidated and fell down and outpost 66 grew in that old From footprint that, yes. so it ha- so it looks a lot like mega block 1 but it's its own thing it's kind of like the slums of of the mega block um, yeah, it, it's and like you said, it, it it used to be a mega block, and then it came down for whatever reason. I don't know the the exact uh, yeah. details as to why it came down, but either way, um, it is a smaller, but just as busy and exciting mega block one. Like yeah, it's, absolutely, it's amazing. Totally. And um, yeah, it's kind of like a, a mega block like, and, and a red light district at the same time. That's where they hosted the circus. Yes. Uh, there was a bunch of burlesque there. And right. there was the male review, which was personally my favorite show at Wasteland. I was actually blown away. I was not a part of that. Unfortunately, when that <laughs> happened, I had to be on duty as well. Oh, that's but right. I that's did right. hear that that was actually... Uh, a great success and yeah everybody uh, enjoyed it the crowd loved it uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was really impressed and um while a lot of the guys uh were very much looking like they were professional uh dancers they uh-huh. mostly are not they're a lot of them are outside their comfort zone so props to you fellas for uh, letting it all out <laughs> and if there's anything that couldn't be said about both neo and wasteland there is a a thing about it, about the environment, the people that brings people out. Like people who normally, like once you get to talk to them, you're they're like, oh, I'm usually like very timid and yeah. very like shy yeah. and introverted. And but when once they get into the 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 moment that 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 moment, you know, like mentally, they're they're in there. In, in their stage and, and and in their mind, they just open up and it's it yeah. brings out so many people and they're like, I cannot believe I, I'm doing this or I I did that. Yeah, it's so true because um, I got to say, both Wasteland and Neotropolis, the audiences, the the participants, the the attendees are just so supportive of everything that's happening. Like, um, it it's it's really incredible and something you don't see necessarily in the real world. But um, everyone just really supports each other. And if you're going outside of your comfort zone, I, you, you know, people make sure that you're going to feel comfortable doing it because they're just going to be into whatever you're doing. Uh, and you don't right. get a lot of negativity at these events. You get a lot, whole lot of like just awesome feedback and just people just getting into and behind whatever you're doing, which is awesome. Yeah. And if there's one thing that I've uh, I've learned and I and I push especially with um with new people coming in is that for the size and even even neil right now that is considerably smaller than than wasteland is yeah um the the amount of people that are there you would expect like like you said earlier there there's the byob and what did interpreter ended up calling it um uh, not free boost but um, yeah like community boost um yeah. donated 
complimentary yeah. complimentary <laughs> boost yes yeah. exactly you would expect like with that amount of alcohol and, and stuff like that there's there's gonna be fights and there's going to be yeah um a lot of chaos and stuff like that and it's the complete opposite yeah you don't really people get that. take care of each other like okay like even if you don't know the individual and you notice that they're maybe a little bit too tipsy or, or um they're already past their point everybody's willing to be like hey let's take you to the side get you some water or take you to medical take you to uh com center you know so that way they can get taken care of and it's it's just a great environment overall yeah all right uh, I, we're kind of going over time here but i do want to rush through a few of these other things yeah. here um there was the agents of o which was a wonderful um lgbtq U. bar yes um if i if i am remembering that correct uh, it was a lot of fun it was an um, also just a wonderful little dance club where people were just having a good time. Yeah. They had, uh, um, next the, door to them was Gilly's no. arcade in space. And we're big fans of Gilly's arcade on this show because, yes. uh, uh, this is one guy that, that builds a bunch of games, builds a whole camp and, um, just creates a really fun place for people to go. And, um, his arcade's always a blast. He hand makes a lot of these games, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Um, and then the wayward communication core on the corner, uh, right. along with, uh, I forget what they called it, but it was Elvis's bar. It just wasn't Elvis's bar. It was a different bar. Yeah, um, it was like a small little kind of like tiki bar. Yeah, uh, it, was it was like was tiki Japanese-ish, like a, yeah. right? Exactly, yes. Yeah, it was tons of fun. And uh, and the uh, WCC also had a Dance Dance Revolution, or as they called it, like Move Move Revelation or something like that. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> I forget what they called I was like, oh, you got a Dance Dance game. They're like, no, no. Do you mean a a shake shake uh, de- desolation game i was like what are you talking about <laughs> but they yeah. had a few games in there too so they had a uh, another arcade um, right right across the, the street was station z uh, mm-hmm. or a zeke's uh, a zeke's re- reiteration as right. uh, wastelanders will know it um and they had not just a dance club but also a like cuddle puddle lounge which was also very popular a chill chill yeah. room and, chill room yes and that 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 was the the just about catch all area at the end yeah. of the night um yeah. everybody would just be exhausted from walking around or dancing and having a good time uh-huh. or they just needed a break from from you know doing whatever they were doing and you went to this room and it had pillows and it had rugs and you sit down and enjoy the the ambiance chill time yeah, absolutely. Uh, I already mentioned the uh, Galaxium Bar, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. On the map, they're they're the Traders of the Tarmac, which I didn't really get with the Traders of the Tarmac or next door Trinity Star Traders. I didn't quite get what that was either. I don't think they were open too much. Yeah, um, that might have been limited hours kind of thing. It was, I think, because uh, yeah. every time I went through later on in the afternoon, evening time frame, they were already closed out. So I don't yeah. know if maybe yeah, we might have just missed. Enough. Yeah, that. That's one of the crazy things is you just never know when you're going to miss something. So just like Wasteland, it's like if you think to do something, just do it. Do, do right, it right exactly. away. Yeah. Um, so outside the uh, the theme zone, right outside the theme zone, mm-hmm. was a place called Dome Town. And yes. I got a little bit of insight from Adam on this one. Oh. Um, so there were like five domes or something like that all together. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, when he was getting some faction applications, a lot of people like, you know, they they their camp was the dome and then they needed a bunch of space for tents and stuff. And he was like, I didn't want a bunch of just like domes around, like just single domes taking up like massive amounts of landscape. Let's put them all together and make it like a thematic space. 
And I think that really worked because there were several domes mm-hmm. back to back to back to back to back. It had a look yeah. and, and all the tents were like hidden be- up behind them. Right. Uh, and so by combining all these different individual domes, it created a really unique space uh, for people to hang out, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And just like in, um, in Wasteland, it was a city outside of the city. Um, yeah. And it also was a, a big catch all or catch a lot of people area because like people would either be done with, with mega block or being inside the city itself. And then they're walking back and they end up like detouring really quick into yeah. one of the domes and having a yeah, good Yeah. Just having a little bit yeah. more fun. <laughs> just a little, a little bit more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right across from them, kind of in the city, but not quite was the consumption junction where they um, actually had uh, some of the food vendors there. So there was 404 convenience store, golden bamboo, Texas mm-hmm. smoke. And hold on, I'm gonna try to read this one. Oh God, I can't can't even read that it. That was a but, um, green tea, no, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, the um the vendors were there. They were cooking up food all day. Golden Bamboo, they stayed open nonstop. And I think they're right. the ones that had this the uh, the smoothies, like the, mm-hmm. the, no. the frozen drinks. No, the, or was that something else? That was something else. I think that's the one that we couldn't figure out. The, I, the one I can't read. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that, because that's the Golden Bamboo had the uh, the bobas. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, the, by the way, those that drink was actually yeah. pretty delicious. <laughs> yeah, and I got to say, we're we're super lucky to have these vendors because um, not only do they provide such a valuable service of mi- cooking food and and having wonderful cold drinks for us, but they're also freaking amazing. Like their food is all great across the board. Yes, definitely. Um, and that's not just the uh, starvation uh, and dehydration that the desert creates. Like. <laughs> It's legitimately great food. No, it was great. Uh, um, the barbecue place, Texas Barbecue, they had some yeah, amazing- Yeah, Texas Smoke. Yeah, Texas Smoke. They had some amazing yeah. uh, food to, to, uh, for people to partake in. It was, it was great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, going back outside the walls, Robotic Love Chapel, Dropship, and here's another name I can't read because this is a little bit too small, but there was that whole other corner um, just outside the main gates, not main gates, but the main wall there. Right. Um, and there was a lot of cool stuff going on there, but uh, I saw the Robotic Love Chapel. They had a very churchy looking setup and I was like, they what did. the heck is happening here? And um, you but were it, was able, rad. it was rad. Yeah. You, you were to actually go and, uh, and get married or... You were able to marry whoever you wanted, as a matter of fact. As oh, yeah? As they were uh, consenting, uh, whether it's uh, a robot, another sentient, or non-sentient being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> and then there was like, all right, so I'm not going all the way back to the total opposite end of the festival, back to the core. Over to the side of the core, um, there was like this rogue camp. I don't know if it was official or not, but they had a dance dome not a dance dome a dance tunnel Tunnel. yes yeah uh and it was a lot of people's like favorite kind of underground little dance club over there um and it was really cool because the core and this dance tunnel were so close that it was it you could just go from one to the other right yeah but they very much had their own vibe going on and it was it was really fun so props to whoever did that yeah it was fun and um again it was one of those like okay uh, um, I've seen the core, I've seen mega block. Let me go check something else out. And it was another yeah. spot where people migrated to a lot of the time to just go and continue partying 
but it yeah. was isolated in a way, but it's still part of everything else. Totally. Yeah, it's so awesome. Totally. Yeah. And um I I heard this rumor that outside of Mega Block One, if you had like a black light or some special like red goggles or something, uh you could actually see a line painted in the dirt that would lead you like there was a spotted line or something that actually led you to that dance tunnel. <laughs> wow. I did not, so yeah. Yeah. There was a ton of like hidden messaging and stuff that you could find. It was really cool. Like um for the cat's paw there mm-hmm. somewhere on walls, you could find the password. Like there were ways to, to find different things that you could discover. Yeah. It, it brings, brings it back to the uh, WCC, the wayward um, community corp. Um, with them and being able to access the Neo site, you were actually able to um, look up QR codes that would be all over Mega Block. Oh yeah, up in um, in the Kaiju or Apple sixty six, and if you got lucky enough, one of them would either uh, lead you to the right location, uh-huh. and some of them straight out just gave you the answer. Oh, so nice. it was it was a great time. Yeah, and I heard that the uh, NeoNav, which was that that app that they put together, was hackable. Like there was some mission to actually hack into NeoNav, um, but I I didn't hear about that. But um, the Swede, I think, is going to be a guest really soon, and we're going to talk uh-huh. about some Neotropolis stories. Yeah, and uh, maybe I'll get it out of him just exactly how that would work. Uh well, he kind of talked to us a little bit about that uh, on one of our many adventures into the city when he was mentioning that uh, they were trying to test out the security of the the NeoNav. Uh-huh. And um, they first kind of like just put it out to like random people and I guess uh, some actual like high-tech individuals applied and they were doing some crazy stuff with them. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We were just testing you, but now that you're here, can you help us out with this? And yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. For them. <laughs> so that was that was a good time too. Oh, that's so fun! All right, well, we got to wrap this thing up. So why don't you give me kind of your your last impressions? What should people know about Neotropolis, uh, especially if they're listening to this, thinking about coming to Neotropolis 24? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna second what uh, the interpreter dot 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 in space said, and. Um, if you are on the fence of whether you want to go or not, I think you should definitely um, go to Neo uh, and have a good time. It's uh, we've mentioned it before, and, and it's been mentioned in many of your uh, podcasts before as well that it's it's a great environment, great time to just let loose, relax, have a good time, um, and it's always changing. And as much as we like to say, oh, the previous year or the year before this, um, we all go because, one, we enjoyed it the previous year. But, two, we want to see what is new and what else changes, what new environment it gets introduced this year. So I think that's a big thing. Just, Just go and enjoy it and have a good time. I love it. I love it. Thanks. And, uh, since this is the first time I'm really talking about the event, I'll go ahead and give my, uh, yeah, my little last definitely. thoughts on it too. I went in as a wastelander, as a post-apocalypse fan that was going outside of my normal bounds of what kind of stuff excites me. I did not know what to expect, but I went in not expecting 
to just have my mind blown in every way. Um, this event really got, really got me to be honest. Like I'm super excited about it. I'm excited about next year. Um, there, it has the same art and passion and wonderful attendees and wonderful staff as wasteland weekend, but it's a whole different vibe and I'm excited about it. I cannot wait to see what happens next year. Uh, I'm definitely going again and I don't think, I don't think I'm going to try to volunteer again because, um, I really enjoyed being an attendee. So maybe wasteland will be my work event. Yes. Neotropolis is going to be my fun attendee event. I think that's where I'm going to keep it because I had such a blast. I, I agree. And I think, uh, like I had mentioned before, we had thought about becoming a, uh, an actual faction and being part uh-huh. of the, the big event, but I'm actually enjoying being an attendee and just having fun and yeah, being out there to enjoy uh, the, the the performance that everyone is putting out for us. It's Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and even though I just said that, I did also come up with a wonderful idea for how I would do a faction. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not a faction, but how I would add to the event. And uh, I, I'll talk about that in a future episode, but, um, but yeah, you know how it goes, you get sucked in and then you want to, you want to be a part of it, you know, you do, um, but I don't, I still don't think it would be an official event thing. It would be me doing my own thing. And if I may real quick before, because it, right now that you said it, uh, we are actually, we do have our own thing going on with um, Shepard and um, Kate. If you remember, <laughs> we are all high priests and priestesses. Oh yeah, I am a high priest now. So, in the, do you remember so what the cult is called? It's totally not a cult, but do you remember what it's called? Yeah, the cult that is not a cult. Uh, do not remember the name of our cult. Not yeah. A cult. <laughs> I don't think it's important. All that's important is that we're both high priests. Uh, they're high priestesses, and there are many, many others that are the same rank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's, yeah. it's something to, to work on for next year, maybe. I love it. All right, cool. Well, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you, Omega Red, for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Love I, having you on. Yeah. I'm going to get you back on here again. Don't you worry. Okay. I'm down for yeah. it. Like I said, I'm always yeah. uh, willing to help out. Yeah, you've been looking to come on and talk about Wasteland too. So I, I do need to do some more Wasteland stuff, man. It's been, it's been a, it's been a season. Um, yeah. But yeah, for you guys out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. Uh, we are on YouTube, and you can also, of course, get us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if I'm not wherever you get your favorite podcast, let me know so I can make sure I get in that listing because there's so many places to get listed. Um, And if you enjoyed today's episode, please send it to your friends. And if you hated it, send it to your enemies, dot, 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 in space. And I'll see you next time, survivors. (laughs) Stay alive. Hey, survivors, makeshift here to remind you that the Apocalypse Post is brought to you in no small way by our Patreon supporters. Join the ranks for early access and exclusive content with support levels now named for fancy Fallout-ridden factions like the $2 per creation Drifter or the $7 Wastelander. Knowing you've got my back has helped me dedicate more time to this channel, spreading love of the post-apocalypse, and less time on stupid real-world stuff. Sign up right now at patreon.com slash theapocalypsepost.